Welcome back to Blue Ocean Talks. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about China, our China update. With us today, we have our colleague and fellow director, Leo Luo, or Luo Peichi in Chinese. How are you doing, Leo? Very good. Very good. Good morning. Great, great. We also have Avichai on, on with us today, as usual. Hey, good morning. And today, I primarily want to talk about the news that we read a few weeks ago about China's new rules about usage of facial recognition um, among the market and what that impact might, might be and what are we seeing on the ground. So, Leo, I'm assuming you've seen this and we've talked a little bit offline and you're already seeing some impact on the ground. Can you summarize a bit what this rule is from your understanding? I think the government in China is trying to limit the situation that the face recognition will be applied on the ground. Uh, before it was very popular, that you can see that goes to almost everywhere, the public areas, the airport, the railway station, which more or less a, a government controlled environment, uh, but it also goes to those business environment like uh, banks, uh, like you can also see those in some of the shopping mall. So the government start to step out saying, oh, also, by the way, uh, the private um, living compound, like people where the residential area also uh, face was uh, a very popular way to get access uh, even to, to my own apartment. It was the case. But since now the government is trying to say, hey, wait a, a sec, like for different situation, if you want to apply this technology, there are some rules you need to follow. So it seems to me the government is trying to uh, ease off the, 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 use of, the usage of the, the face and trying to put a regulation around uh, the whole thing. I think this also applies to the, the, the PIPL. The, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Right, it enters the the cyber and website uh, network uh, safe security law as well. Mm -hmm. So, so in general, we we have a couple of podcasts in the past talking about PIPL. We also talk about the possibility of this face recognition technology get controlled better. I think now we actually see that uh, landing on the ground. Right, it's a good point. So, this is part of that overall that larger personal information protection law that we've talked about in the past. And from my point of view, this is sort of we're starting to see um, the implementation of these rules and starting to see some action on the ground from the Chinese government. And tell me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, reading the news, that it's mainly about limiting the usage and only in cases where it's actually really needed. And even in such cases, there's a need for companies to actually get a uh, consent from um, the people that they might be using this facial recognition for. Is that true? Very true. Very true. So, so the, it first answers one of our topic in the past that which organization can apply uh, the CCTV recording from the beginning and then to this new technology face recognition. So, so first of all, uh, it says organizations like companies or private business you can apply uh cctv recording in your organization but it will it requests this this new regulation requests a strong strict um, control on access of those data so so they didn't answer directly say yes or no but they, they their answer is 
if you do, you want to protect who can access to those uh, video footage, who can uh, record that, and who can pass that out to a to a third party. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the first part. Like, be- remember, we talk about this in the past. That is the footage from my um, office. A CCTV system was was that part of uh, personal information or mm. corporate information? I think that this lawyer is talking about this corporate, but you are also resp- responsible to control that better, right? So, so that's that's the first uh, point I can read. Mm. Uh, the second part is you are right. Beside of the the government controlled environment, if you are. In a business environment, um, uh, yes, consent should be uh, getting for a uh, get. Uh, how, how, consent should be given uh, when you try to use uh, human being or individuals' uh, face uh, okay. message. So, amongst uh, corporate clients in China, are we seeing any or hearing any reaction to this? For example. I know it's very common that many companies and buildings are using face recognition as part of their visitor management systems. Now, obviously, something's going to have to change there, either in the process or totally change that. Have you seen anything on the ground yet? Uh, not yet, but people are starting to start to asking about these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to the new regulation, that but once it's formal, you have thirty days to report. If you apply this technology to a level of more than ten thousand individual, so you need to check into the government uh, and tell them how you use it, what's your plan, how you how you evaluate the risk around your data, and of course obtain uh, approval of keeping those data using this type technology. So that's part one. I think a lot of a big organization is going to uh, compliance uh, accordingly. Uh, that's one part. the The second part, of course, like um, it also says, beside of the the business environment, if you are going to residential or private environment, uh, even for uh, access control, not only consent is needs needs to be given. Uh, you also need to offer a alternative way to give that access. Mm. Uh, in easy words, it say it pretty much says you cannot only use face recognition to get into a, a private environment. You need to offer cards or offer mm-hmm. other credentials. So, so uh, again, it, it shows the the strong willing of not to allow anyone to abuse uh, this information. And uh, oh, by the way, it also says this regulation also says um, for banking. Purpose, you cannot use your mobile to do a self scan, and there are a lot of app, right? A lot of apps mm-hmm. can read your face, verify if that's you, then it will process your your banking uh, mm-hmm. applications. Um, so this regulation are it's it's not saying that clearly, but it says it cannot be all. So right. I think for critical banking purposes. Like when you do big investment, they they says the apps verification on self scan cannot be the only way to do it. And also need the right? You also need human 
being involved verification in that way. So it pretty much it means if you do major investment, saying I'm buying a house. You need to go to the uh, the bank, <laughs> other than so, do that off from your APP. Yeah, it's all very interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how this evolves and develops. I seem to have the impression that most of the foreign companies or corporate companies within China are actually not really investing a lot in facial recognition. It has been more traditional sort of access control applications. Sure. However, they're not. Within, mm-hmm. right, however, within the local market, in the last several years, facial recognition, especially after COVID, has really exploded. And it's interesting sure. to see that at a global level, there's been kind of a divergence of development of this product, whereas globally, the facial recognition development has gone in one direction. But within China, it's gone in a totally other direction just to service the local market. So I'm wondering to, to see how this would impact that. Well, it, it, it come back to the same direction. Finally, same stat from this regulation. It says if you are a video recording has the, the face information, unless you use special technology to take off the face, it cannot be stored, uh, store, uh, put into storage. Right. So, so remember the new technology. I think I'll be high. Also, we also talk about this. The actually the 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 very new technology nowadays, the OEMs, uh, the video uh, manufacturers, they actually they have a technology to take off the face when you do the recording. So it, it also applies to to this regulation. Are those with um the, with the local OEMs, or have you seen that with also with the um, international OEMs? I think that that's at this moment, Avihai, let me know uh, if I'm wrong. I, I believe that's only from the uh, global OEMs, not the locals mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. I think the locals will yeah. follow. I also think that um, one of the biggest incentives for the government to uh, basically create this regulation is also because of the uh, cybersecurity risk part, right? Where um, there's a huge risk for these vendors these oems to to get hacked and get their data stolen and once they do that imagine imagine the control of a hacker having like uh personal information plus the the facial basically it's all your data it's everything any hacker would need to take control of your life pretty much your digital life so so the higher the risk is I think there's a stronger incentive for the government to really pound on it and create these regulations. Yeah. Well, one of the problems within China is that the rules are not always crystal clear, and it leaves a lot of uh, room for government officials to take it in different ways sometimes. And sort of touch on this point, this creates a lot of problems for multinational companies operating in China, uh, including or in regards to the personal information protection law and this recent rules about facial recognition and storing of data, how are international companies going to deal with this? Because basically, if you read the law strictly by the law, if you have an international or global level master database, including your employees in China, and if that database is sitting on a server in the United States, then you're not in compliance with that law and you could get into trouble. And we know some customers are already asking about how to deal with this and People don't really know how to react to that, but it seems like eventually they might have to sort of fence off 
the China database section and the global data database section in order to be compliant with that. What do you guys think about that? I think at the first stage, uh, the, this rule, this rule, also what this regulation says is you need to put proper protection to your data. You can store that, you can videotape those, but who have access and who can broadcast those, who can view those, need to be properly planned, and they, they need a policy around that. That's the first stage. Of course, then if you really want to do full compliance, uh, local recording are very much recommended. Or if you have to store the, the video to the cloud, then maybe choose a uh, local data center. I mean, local, like, mm. like within China. Um, but what about the actual like access control database of users? And that alone is also a problem. You envision that clients are going to have to develop or have like two uh, databases, one for China and one for the world? I don't, but maybe that's on, only me. Um, first of all, the, the access control database contains mainly business data, your title, your employee number, uh, your department number, uh, your in and out records, mm. the journals. It doesn't, uh, we, I, I tried, we tried to uh, tell our clients uh, in China, try not to put sensitive information into that database. In including the, the employee's name. Uh, well, the name, uh, you, you have that name anyway. Uh, I, I think, uh, again, like as long as your social security number, your ID card number, right, or your spouse contact number, those are private and, and sensitive. As long as those are not part of the access control database, I think we're good. Um, even the, the uh, employee picture with... Oh, for for the for the company, like what you print out on the ID badge, I think those are all okay. But again, like uh, this request, the the organization in China to first screen uh, again, like what data they collected and which which one they should let go. Uh, then then we we can really talk about do we want to really build a separate database? Uh, again, personal opinion, no need, but you need to be very conscious. Uh, what data you are trying to keep in your okay. access control database. It'll be really interesting to see how this plays off over the next uh, couple of years. But a question to you, Avihai, um, if clients wanted to do something like this, how hard would it be to do that? Well, personally, I don't I don't think they have uh, much uh, impact currently in the in the, the way that our products work is that it's pretty much you buy a product that's set that's set in advance and you can't really like make um i would say crazy customizations to that to, to comply but uh, i believe that any uh player in the chinese market will have to comply to whatever regulation uh, that will come up uh, i think that one way that the companies could also pretty much protect themselves is actually by approaching their end users the employees or the guests and making sure that they sign on consent where they understand what type of data is being stored in the system. So uh, liability-wise, they get their agreement, basically, to store that that information. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of those consent requests uh, within China. In the same way, now, when you go on a certain website, it asks you if you're a, a member or a resident of, of the EU, 
We'll probably have similar things for China too, because uh, obviously companies want to be compliant, and we totally recommend that they should be uh, as compliant as they can. You could okay. also see another example、mm-hmm. from from the world of、uh, cookies on the websites, right? Right. Like basically every website that we go onto, just a little、uh, brief on that. Every website that we go onto, data is stored about our habits, the way we're consuming from that website, and、uh, some of the files are saved as what we call cookies. And、um, there has been regulation around that. And basically today, when you go onto a website, you'll get a pop up saying,、uh, "Do you agree to the cookies policy?" And for that, if you don't agree, you might not be able to access that website at all. So that means that you're pretty much trapped. You're just you're just going to say yes if that's something that you really want to see, or there's a way to say, okay, let me review it, and you checkbox the ones that you do accept or the ones that you do not accept, and then they allow you access into the website. So that's something that、um, that kind of technique could work also in this case. Right. Okay. Very good. Is there any last points that we want to bring up about this, or Leo? Any other、uh, interesting fun facts that you've observed recently in China? Well, the last point from this regulation itself, there's a very interesting term saying, even you got consent, even you are、uh, approved that you do the face recognition, you keep your data, even those are all approved, you still cannot do analytics on your data. So, so. Based on color of your face, based on、uh, genders, or based on、uh, all this information, you cannot try to analyze who this person is, how wealthy is this person, for example, the the social level of this individual. All those are forbidden. So I just want to bring this up.、Uh, it's very interesting. And again, it seems that、uh, it's it's on the right direction. I have to say, it protect the privacy, it protect、uh, abuse from the, all those data from uh, abusing. Uh, I, I will say,、uh, I'm very curious to see how things go with this new regulation. Okay, great. Have you heard anything、uh, from your end? No, I think、uh, Leo brought it up、uh, very accurate, and、uh, I'm glad I personally learned from this session as well. So it's always great, great. to learn something. Awesome. Well, Leo, please help keep an eye on how this evolves within China. I know、uh, Avichai and I will also be from our points of views, and、um, we'll do another update like this、uh, in the future. And a lot of dynamic things are happening, and、uh, that's very interesting. So, thank you once more, and、um, we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you. <laughs>